For the Peterson Automotive Museum, this is Car Stories. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening and subscribing each week to the Car Stories podcast. We have new episodes every Tuesday at peterson.org and on iTunes. If you like what you hear, leave a good review, leave a good uh, five-star rating, and share it with a friend. Today we are joined by the co-founder of Luftacult, probably, maybe outside of Rensport, the coolest Porsche event, and maybe cooler than Rensport. Uh, Luftacult is a celebration of air-cooled Porsches, uh, and we have the co-founder, Howie Idelson in with us today. Howie, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you you have been involved with this for so long, and it I've been going to this event since the first one, so I've been to both. Um, we brought uh, the Peterson brought our Porsche 356 Continental last year, and we proudly displayed it there. So, thank you for letting us do that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this new event. But before we get into the upcoming one, which will be taking place on Sunday, April 10th at 9 a.m., you can go to Luftacult L U F T. G-E-K-U-H-L-T dot net for all the information on the event. Uh, I want to know more about you. So we'll start it off with, what is your earliest automotive memory? Oh, probably riding in the back of my dad's Corvette uh, with my three other siblings. It's a lot we'd, to fit in a Corvette. Yeah, we'd pack the whole family of six in the, in the back and go to Zookie's restaurant in, in uh, Santa Monica we each had our little place in the back. We knew we, we, we'd, we'd sort of make a little puzzle, a human puzzle. And um, I remember my head would go sort of behind the wheel well in a little hole there, and, and I'd lay across the back. And then I had my, my two brothers and my sister kind of positioned in different areas. And it was just amazing. You know? Sort of a simpler time. Uh, I feel like now, although probably the danger factor is no different, you guys might have ended up in child services if right, it was today. Right. Yeah, a little, little more homogenized now, I think. Now, were you growing up, were you always into cars and motorsports? Yeah, I, I started racing go-karts at a really young age, and it's been a part of my life uh, till now when my son races and, and, uh, and automotive, uh, you know, automobile racing and car culture. Um, even my work leads me into, you know, I, I can't get away from it. And what kind of racing did you, you kind of were coming up the ranks for a cart? How far did you get? Uh, I, well, I raced in, I, I raced go-karts. I still race go-karts. It's just sort of my, it's like my golf, you know? And, uh, um, so I, I've been in karting all my life. I, I dabbled in, uh, car racing. I tried to make a career out of it and, you know, had some had some starts and I never put a full season together, but but uh, I, I got to do a lot of stuff and and race in twelve different countries and through go karting and it's taken me taken me everywhere really. Is karting? I always hear karting is the most pure form of racing. I mean, it's really it is the driver. It is it it, it is all talent. It's a hundred percent talent. It it's. Yeah, it's really it, it really is. I mean, there's nothing there's no suspension. It's there's no hiding behind anything. Um no one's really buying a win with more money, uh, although some people may ar- argue that, but um 
if they are, they're probably not doing their homework. And uh, yeah, it's 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 just accessible. It's accessible yeah. and fun and serious. Where do you where do you is there? I don't want to call it like an adult league because everyone sort of associates karting with kids. I just I'm always fascinated with it because one, it seems to me the scariest of all the racing. Uh, I I mean you. It, next to maybe a motorcycle. I mean, you're doing what 70, 80 miles an hour. Sure, yeah. And you have nothing around you. Do you even wear a seatbelt? No. It, it's okay, similar so to a motorcycle. You, you, no cage. No cage. You're a half an inch off the ground. Yeah. Eighty. Mi- I mean, that has to be more dangerous than Formula One. Yeah, I, or, I don't think so. I mean, the the injuries are relatively low in in karting, and and I have my son doing it, and and I wouldn't put him in anything. I I, I think, you know compared to motocross or something like that where the kids are are getting hurt on a regular basis i think carding the injuries are really low it, it just it's always such an impressive especially when you see a young you know four-year-old dominating on a track you just you know they're going to go on to be a, a phenom and you talked about your other business um so you you dabbled or you competitively racing in carding and You've got an automotive background, but you're a really prolific artist. You you have some incredible work. Uh, I I mean, I want you to sort of brag about yourself a little bit <laughs> because I guarantee you, everyone listening has probably seen something you've done. Wow. So kind of kind of talk about the type of art you create because it's not your traditional starving artist. Hey, look at my painting on the wall. It's this. It's logos and branding and. Some of the best creative stuff you'll see on T-shirts wow, and posters. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I, it's hard to call myself an artist. I mean, I, I, I get lumped into that category. I, I consider myself a designer, and I, I think there's a there's a, a distinct dis, you know difference between the two. Um, I I do produce art, but I I think it's it comes from a commercial sort of standpoint, and uh, I I studied. Uh, I actually studied automotive design in college in in art school. I wanted to be a car designer, and um, I got I have a very short attention span, and that takes up a lot of attention. What well, did you go to art center? I I did. I I went to Cal State Long Beach for industrial design, and then I went I transferred to art center and did kind of the night school there. But I, I graduated from uh, Cal State Long Beach. I've heard I, I'm, I've been fortunate enough to interview probably 20 art center graduates on this show and I, I'm always fascinated with them and I've said this a million times because it seems like it is I don't want to say hell but like boot camp it is the most grueling program you can go through the transportation design because and because of that I, I love to see these art center graduates sort of have a wink and a nod and a and a respect for each other um, because they you know everybody went through this same four years of just absolute, you know, and they come out learning incredible skills. Um, but it, it's, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you're going to draw cards. It's going to be fun. Right. Now you're going to really go through learning every aspect of designing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't graduate through the, through the program at, at art center. I, I mean, my real education was through Cal state long beach, but I can say that any art school design school, experience is going to be like that it it's it's i equate it to law school medical school i mean it's it's grueling hours it's a lot of pressure um 
super competitive. I think what's killing it is the name Art. Yeah. It, everyone goes, oh, art school. You're just uh, you're going to have a model standing in the center, sure. and you're all going to paint pictures. You know, right. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Where they go, no, it's it's pre med. It's law. It's I mean, it is right up there with some of the most challenging courses you could ever take. Sure. And the and the the industrial designers and automotive designers all have have to have a you know a physics. You you know have to know physics, materials, processes. So there's it's tough for a creative person to sort of get into that mode, but you have to understand it. And um, the brain, the creative brain is different than the sort of physics and math brain. And, uh, and that is where a lot of people get tripped up and it's, it's tough and it's, it's a well-rounded education. And so you talk about some of the stuff you create now. Um, so I, now I, I really kind of pick and choose and I try to do stuff that's fun and I try to do stuff that keeps me interested again, the short attention span. So the mundane, I I'm really allergic to sort of the mundane corporate stuff. Um, I work a lot in action sports, in motorsports, in, in automotive, um, branding and, and, uh, automotive, uh, campaigns. Um, but, um, I think the bulk of my work comes around action sports. And name some of the, the companies in the sports, because the, you've done stuff for Toyota. You've done uh, you know, racing, um, you know, extreme sports, and just really iconic-looking stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, luckily, I've, I've worked for a lot of big brands. I've worked for Nike. I've, I've worked for Oakley, um, a lot of motocross brands, uh, Honda. Uh, motorcycles and cars, um, uh, you know, but then small brands, some s- small surf companies and skateboard companies. And, um, I, I, and I've done long stints at agencies that the agency business is a very interesting business where it's very sort of, um, uh, transient, you know, people move around from agency to agency, depending on the, the, the jobs that they have. And, 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 uh, the LA agency scene is sort of a, People know each other, and you know they, they see each other at, at various agencies. Um, so I've worked on a lot of car accounts and things like that. Um, but yeah, yeah. And um, l- you also do all the art for Lyftical, I assume. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't, so and I'm happy I don't. <laughs> Why is that? Because the best guy for that is doing it, and that's uh, Carby from Deus, and uh, he is. I, uh, he's my idol yeah. as far as art, art, he's an artist. And, um, I think he's created a look for us that is so unique and so Lufka cult and so sort of planned, <laughs> you know, where it may not look planned, but there is a method to the madness with us. And it, I would <coughs> totally agree with you. I, I do totally agree with you because I, I, always feel like I don't have a creative bone in my body. I can't draw. I can barely write. You know, I'm left-handed. It's horrible chicken scratch. Um, but I do gauge if something's good on would I buy this? Would I do this? Um, I look at social media platforms. I go, is this something I would myself post on? And if it is, I, I feel like it's good. And with T-shirts and soft goods and merchandise, I go, is that a shirt I would wear? And 
nine point nine times out of ten when you go to a car show and you get the free shirt or uh you know the cheap uh Hanes that's gonna shrink in a sec and I go, Why would I spend twenty bucks? I'm never I'm gonna wear it once and never again. I spent fifty which is a lot on a yeah. s- sweatshirt for the last last lift and I've worn it till it's almost just completely faded. I wear it, it's comfortable, uh, and the design is so cool, and it's not so just in your face, hey, here's a brand. There's such a great artistic flair to it that it's something you can sort of proudly wear, and I, I, with Deus, it's sort of the the same thing. So it's very it's very unique that you guys are putting so much thought into not just planning the event, but branding the event and making it this sort of people will look at the shirt, look at the poster, and go, oh, you went to elliptical. Right. And it's you don't even need to see the name on the shirt. Sure. Uh, you guys have done such a great job at that. So Thanks. tell us tell us how elliptical became from just that. I mean, when did it all start? It all started uh, – so Pat and I have been friends for many, many years through karting. That's I mean, Patrick Long, who's Patrick uh, Long. the other co-founder right. and uh, Porsche Works Racer. Yes, Le Mans winner, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes on and on. We don't need to brag about right, him. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. he, his, his, uh, his, he's well, probably the coolest guy you will ever meet in racing. And one of those just put him in anything and he'll drive it fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so interestingly enough, we were working on an Oakley project together. He, uh, I was designing the new race boot for Oakley, which is um, – it was a stillborn project. It's really sad because uh, Oakley kind of pulled back on their on their uh, racing budget, on motorsport budget, um, during this time, and and uh, it never saw the light, light of day. But we really, um, I worked, I um, I was contracted to design the new boots and suits for Oakley, and so Pat is an Oakley athlete and one of my good friends so i naturally naturally contacted him and we started sort of just discussing what what would be the perfect race boot and how to how do we make this a reality and we, and we just go and we'd go down to dais and sit with a with a pad of paper over coffee and just and sketch and and talk and 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 also bench race a little bit you know but but it was just a a, a good excuse for us to get together and hang out, spend some time together. And, and, uh, and we actually came up with an, an amazing design too. Um, one of those visits, I think a, a Porsche rolled up or he, no, he came in his old Porsche and, uh, and we started talking about his sort of passion for it. And, uh, and then the ideas of, what a car show is and and he, he was talking about going down to cars cars and coffee and and about sort of his feeling of of wanting to do something around that and and then we just started sort of brainstorming what a really cool car show would be and uh here walks julian from dais walking by and and, and he sort of joined in the conversation i think this is how it went we just said let's hey what can we think we could do a little one here and before we even like finish the sentence, he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And you guys did. And I went to that one, and I, I think I only found out because that morning I saw an Instagram post, and I went, "I got nothing to do. I'm 20 minutes away. I'll go check it out." And I go to a ton of car shows. 
uh, for work, for pleasure. Sure. Uh, everything from your typical cars and coffee to, you know, the crew, you know, old classics to concours to Japanese stuff. And I was, and, and I've said this all the time, my pleasure centers for cars are so burnt out because I'm exposed to so much great stuff. It's hard to impress me. I was so blown away by not only the caliber of cars that attended the event uh, and the people, but just the vibe. The, the you There was a certain vibe you couldn't really describe where you just went, this is a fun hang. I don't even need to go look at stuff. I'm just having fun being here. Um, so you guys have done just such a great job cultivating that just really – great experience where you don't have to go for the cars and the cars are great and beautiful and but you don't have to be a Porsche person you sure. don't have to be a car person it's just a fun place to spend a Sunday morning right yeah it's, so one of the parts of my business is I, I work in experiential marketing in experiential campaigns and and I'm always sort of interested in sort of delivering an experience and and that was sort of the the nature of of Pat and myself, our, our, our conversations were always about how do we do that and how do we make something different and how do we make it about the cars but not about the cars, about sort of – I mean, Deus was really inspiring as far as – because they, they hold events that are very much like that where they bring together all these people. And, and yeah, it's, it's rallying around a, a, a type of motorcycle, but then there's an amazing – array of people creative people business people just you know artists and it, it's uh it becomes so much more about that and the total experience than just going and looking at a car and uh and that was a real inspiration to me and to pat and and uh we thought that's sort of what's been missing from these you know the parking lot car shows and I even always say the biggest car shows I hate are the one make or the one model. You know, how many Mustangs can you see in a row till you go, okay, they all look the same. 911s are some of the most identical cars from 64 to current that you'll ever see. But you guys somehow make it interesting enough. There's so many interesting cars there. And then the second year you had it at Bandito Brothers, um, you guys went from 50 cars to 500 cars. Uh, how big, tell me sort of about the upcoming one uh, in Vernon of all places mm -hmm. and why you chose there and how, what can we expect? So with, it, with, with each of these, we've sort of tried to make the venue a really integral part of, of what we're doing, um, both visually and from the business side, and uh, or I say business side, but from the sort of creative side. Um, so Deus was a great backdrop because they're Deus, and, and it was an intimate parking lot, and uh, the people sort of made that what it was. Um, Bandito Brothers, inside their building, it is... Cool. It's like it's really cool. It's like a photo studio. Yeah. So it's one of the like it is if you were going to do a TV show about a you know Santa Monica creative office. Sure. That's what it would look like. Yeah. It, it is just open and airy and great furniture and great design and you have in the middle of this office space 
some of the rarest and greatest Porsches in the world. Yeah. And so and and with that we sort of adopted a lot of inf- influence from Bandito Brothers and from the film world and and from iconic movie themes and things like that and uh and placed cars in these vignettes kind of like how you do here in the museum and tried to curate a car art show in a way yeah and that that's that's a lot of what we do and so uh we we don't plan our shows until we have a, a venue and the venue has to be perfect it has to be right it has to be multifaceted from that hits all of our boxes and modernica did that they're they're amazing designers furniture designers iconic mid-century furniture which goes really well with porsche and design and and uh and all the things that we love as well and so they become sort of the backdrop for what we're doing and and there's furniture involved and there's the people behind the furniture and and their crowd that they bring in and and I think it's a nice meld of these cultures and and these interests and uh and it's a good start for bringing a crowd together and it, you guys I love sort of the let's put a bunch of cars where you wouldn't normally see cars um do you have you know a dream we would love any you know anywhere in the world we would love to stage it here or if we can get any of these cars we would love these cars at this event i mean you have to already be thinking of a lift occult four and five and you know and how this is going to grow yeah of course um and and we have lots of those dream events and and locations and things like that we've talked about taking it out of the country uh we've talked about doing it on movie backlots and I mean just I think it's the kind of thing that we have to start with the location and uh as soon as we identify what that is then then the sort of the dream starts to come into place then we start to plan around that and what can we do to integrate the location and the business at that location or or whatever it is into what we're doing and and theme out sort of our our show that way it's just it's really incredible and what you guys are doing this year which i think is very neat is you built a car uh uh, the luft auto as it's being called how did you come up with the idea for i mean where did the hey let's build a car come from and tell us a little because it's very unique and it's not your typical porsche you plan on seeing right uh well another another wild idea and um, one of those things that we sort of announced, well, we had an idea, we planned it, we sort of figured out what we were going to, we, we got the car, it was actually a, a car that Pat had, uh, and and then we told people about it, and that made it real. And then we kind of realized we, we got to make this thing happen. Uh, and uh, it it was... It was something we had wanted to do, and it, it just sort of like the the stars aligned, and 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 we had this opportunity to do it with the show, and then this charity component came about with, um, with, Deus, uh, Julian. We, we 
we thought about we we should auction it. That was that was the next thing because what what do you do with a car that you build? I mean, you, yeah. Besides, give it to a museum. Exactly. I guess auction, and it's a good second. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so then we started thinking about a charity, and Julian had, from Dais had mentioned Butch Walker's charity, and I know Butch. And it just was a natural thing. And what, what charity is Butch Walker's? It, it, it's called the Autumn Leaves Project. It's a, it's a, a charity that benefits uh, pancreatic cancer research. And uh, it's, it's, it's his baby. It's, it's uh, dedicated to his father who he lost uh, just recently. And it's, I can only imagine it's going to raise a lot of money because it's a gorgeous car. Tell us it's safari-themed. Yes. Which... You don't picture 911s and safari, although they did have a great rally heritage. Why? When did you? What? Well, let's start with what year it is, make model, uh, and then why the safari theme? Who helped work on it? How long did this take? Yeah, it's a it's it's a beautiful SC uh, 3.2. Um, Pat could talk way better about the car than me, but but the people that sort of rallied to help out Joey Seeley from Emotion Engineering headed up the project and people like Rod Emery showed up. And, and Rod Emery, who's probably one of the greatest Porsche crafters in the world. So to have him work on that car, you know, it's going to be a, a just a great, absolutely a great piece of art. And Joey himself too. I mean, as far as function, there's not a better suspension guy in the business. I don't think. And, and car prep guy and, I mean, all all the people that jumped in and Pelican Parts donating parts and everybody donated their time. Um, and the car we shook it down yesterday, and it's amazing. It's got it got, shook it down in the dirt. Oh yeah. So you this is a full on rally car. Oh, it ran oh. hard yesterday. And why why the safari themed? Whose idea was that? Because I love it. Pat and I just dreaming it up and and firing pictures back and forth to each other and what would be cool. I mean we. Everybody who's building sort of these outlaw cars and yeah, things outlaw, like that. You see giant fender flares. Yeah. You see it low to the ground, huge wings. Yeah. And I kind of sort of was expecting maybe a Magnum, Magnus Walker-esque car. And I was just blown away with this. It's very simple. Uh, there's no real livery on it. It's white and black uh, trim. And it is an off-road machine. Yeah, it's it's it. It's a real, it's the real deal. And, and we, you know, it was kind of based around, we live in California. I mean, we, we like to surf, we like to go to the mountains. We like to, you know, and, and what a better vehicle to do all that stuff in, in something that's really capable. Everybody drives off-road cars around here, uh, you know, SUVs and stuff. How about a Porsche that you could just go anywhere in? And, and that was sort of the, the idea behind it. I mean, if these guys are charging through the Sahara Desert in one of these things or or racing Baja or going up PCH to go to Malibu. Yeah, I mean, why not have something that is that capable? I mean, it's a this is a sport utility vehicle. It, it really is sort of the best of not even just both but all worlds. Yeah. Uh with the car you built, it, I assume will be on display at Luftecolt. It's going to be auctioned off for charity uh through RM Sotheby's with the Porsche market what it is. I'm glad Patrick donated the car because just finding a you know a donor vehicle could have cost you thirty grand. What um, when will it be auctioned off through RM? What what auction and has a has an estimate been set on it? Is there a, a kind of hope we're hoping to get this much? 
Yeah, it's going to be auctioned off at our event at at noon on Sunday. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, we're we're uh, you know taking bidders now. You can you can uh, go to the website and or to go to go to RM Sotheby's and uh, and register, and um, we hope it brings a lot of money for the for the charity. All the proceeds are going to charity. So um, apart from the 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 value of the base car. Everything above it is going to charity. Um, has RM put a put an estimate on it? Uh, I mean, there's been some numbers batted around, but it, I, I think it's somewhere in the hundred thousand uh, dollar. I think there'll be a reserve, you know, on it around there. But you know, we we hope it goes for a lot more. So there's going to be a lot, and rightfully so. It's I I think you're pretty safe. In that place, I think it's going to go higher. Uh, I really hope to see it. I'm going to be there to watch it and uh, photograph and nerd out and buy more uh, more cool gear and T-shirts. Sure. And if anybody, you're in the Southern California area, and if you're not, it's worth the drive down. Get there early. It is Sunday, April 11th. Uh, April 10th. April, I've got to see. I've got it written down here. And for some <laughs> reason, it just, it just completely goes somewhere yeah. else. Uh, Sunday, April 10th. Luftacult.net for more information, 9 a.m. Get there at 9 a.m. because you are going to be backed up in traffic. And if people have uh, air-cooled Porsche? Bring them on in. Bring them on in. Yeah. You guys are letting people just show up on the day, and if there's room, they can display their car. Uh, It's going to be just an absolute great time. So we hope to see everybody there. Howie Idelson, uh, thank you so much for coming in, and uh, I will see you at Luftacult. All right. Thanks for having me.